Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the future class of gaming, a.k.a. the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Greg, we are T-minus seven days from the release of the one and only... Sonic Frontiers. Oh, How are you there feeling? It is. There it is. How are you That's feeling, the one. Greg? There it is. He's got the We're Sonic shirt on. Seven days, everybody. I am scaroused, you know, because it's like I'm scared of what it's going to do to you if this game's bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> what if this game fails? And what I mean, I, and I've met Sonic fans before. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I don't. You and I haven't worked together in a, in a Sonic storm, if you will. Mm. So I know that you all can convince yourself you love anything, unlike me and the other DCEU fans who are true connoisseurs of taste. Of all right, you know what I mean? So I <laughs> know been a bad DC product. Even if so, oh, you kidding me? That Black Adam—that's a film <laughs> you can set your watch to. Now, but if, you know, I don't. I know you'll convince yourself Sonic Frontiers is great, but I'm I'm fascinated because again. We talked about in Gamescast for the you know most anticipated games for the rest of the year or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I am, I look at Sonic and I'm like, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I want based on what we know. If the reviews come out and it's like, yo, it's trash, I'm not gonna try. Oh, yeah. But like when I look at it, I'm like, all right, I want to level up my speed. I want I want to go run and do some crazy stuff and get some chaos emeralds. Yeah, for me, it's always been a, a brace yourself type of deal because every sure. single time I've, I've seen this game in trailers, especially when uh, in June during that first IGN blowout that yeah, they yeah. did, where it was the drip feed of like, oh yeah, here's one trailer that's showing you ten minutes of like running around in an open field. Here's another one that's showing you, you know, XYZ thing. And then a month later, they start to show cyberspace stuff, right? And me yeah. and Tim got to check it out during Summer Games Fest. All that stuff has been fun, right? Like, I've always backed that up with, like, hey, this is a fun time, but also, oh, man, I hope they polish it. Oh, man, like, I hope this pop-in isn't as bad. Oh, man, yeah, I hope yeah, there's yeah. a little bit more rhyme or reason to, like, the platforming and the rails being being in the clouds and all this stuff. And also, man, I hope they delay this game because this doesn't look like something that they can pull off by the time it comes out. But now, you know, it's a here. Week out. It's imminent. Whatever. It's here. I don't think they're going to delay it in a week. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're about to find out what it is. But I'm also, I'm also a hardened Sonic fan. And also, yeah. I think. Your heart's hard. You know, my, my heart's hard, right? Like, I, I think Sonic fans in general are hardened because the last the last decade of Sonic games has not been You've been tempered kind. like a fine sword, you know what I mean? You've yeah. been forged in the fire. Yeah, like, at this point, Sonic as a franchise and, and as an IP is not necessarily about good video games. <laughs> 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 like, every now and then we get a Sonic Mania, and it's like, oh, let's freaking go. Sonic Mania, actually a fantastic video game. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite ga- video games of all time. But you get your Sonic Forces, you get your Sonic Booms, you get your Sonic, what was it, Sonic in the Lost World, whatever the Wii Wii U one was. And it's like, these aren't great, but we put up with it because that's just part of the Sonic cycle. It's part of Sonic culture. Is that you're ride and die. You're ride and die. part of the culture. Yeah, it's part of the culture. I hear Cleef Adams say that all the time. I thought he meant something else, but it was the Sonic culture. He's talking about the the Sonic culture. (laughs) We are the culture. Yeah, we we are the Sonic culture. And so, you know, Sonic Frontiers, I think, is going to be a big moment for the culture. Yeah. I Either way, it's up for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you know, as a, as a lap Sonic fan, as a Sega kid who, you know, I loved, you know, the Genesis Sonics, and I, I would ride or die in that fight against Mario and tell him how much I love yeah. Sonic over Mario. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't been around in a long time, and, like, I, this one looks interesting. It looks different, which I like. And also, I think what it has going for it is that it's the only game coming out in November. Oh, sure, yeah. There's yeah. nothing else coming like, out What is going to distract me from Sonic Frontiers? Yeah, not God of War, for sure. Don't yeah, worry about that. Yeah, not God of War, not uh, the Entropy Center. Yeah, not... Somerville coming out of left field, actually getting a release date. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? When we're all like, all right, that indie's getting delayed. I think there's a Pokemon game. <laughs> there is announced. a Pokemon. There is a Pokemon. That's true, too. God. Woo! November. November. Review season. Then Callisto Protocol in December, though. Come on. And Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah. That one, I'm more like, all right, let's see how that pans out. You know what I mean? Mm. It's an exciting time. It's a very exciting time. Remember, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it's an exciting time. It's kind of funny. We got <laughs> reviews and stuff out the Wahoo and God of War reviews happening live Thursday at 9 a.m. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, twitch.tv slash kind of games. This is part of the news story of a news story yesterday, but we actually, I didn't actually get a chance to point this particular part of it out. Uh, Phil Spencer had an interview where he was talking about how, like, oh, yeah, Xbox 
you know, hasn't had a, a great year for, for first-party video games. Uh, but he also went on to say that, like, yeah, but, like, also this fall, we don't have that many video games. And I read that in the news story, and I was like, I'll come back to that in a second, but yeah. I never got back to it. Sure. What's Phil Spencer talking about there? Is it, there's, not, there's not that many fall video games? For Xbox exclusives, right? Yeah, but he's also talking about in general. He was like, oh, yeah, but, like, when it comes to the video game landscape in general, there's not that many, that, that much going on this fall. I'll dig it up so I can quote him verbatim because okay. I don't want to misquote him. You do that, and I'll explain to everybody else, of course, what's happening because we're going to talk about The Last of Us on HBO possibly getting a release date. We're going to talk about PlayStation sales numbers and some PlayStation Plus numbers that do not look good and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, why not? Help us out and get a souped-up version of the show over at patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You could be a Patreon producer and get your name read on the show. You could get uh, the ability to watch us record the other podcast live as we do it. You could get cool uh, bonuses. You could get cool posters. You could get cool shirts. You can do all sorts of stuff all on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. It's a great way just to say, hey, we appreciate the spare bedroom and everything you guys are doing. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live on either site, we have the chat up. I see it happening for you, Jay Fulcrum with an X in there somewhere. Uh, of course, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Even though, keep in mind, Live videos that we do on YouTube now go into the live tab. I've seen a lot of people confused. They go to the video tab because you'd think all the videos would be there. That's just the stuff mm -hmm. we post directly. The live stuff is going to be in live, and then you got to get them. The playlist, if you, if you just go to YouTube.com slash games, the playlists are organized, and they're all there for you. But if you're trying to get in the back end and do it different. It would have it been nice if YouTube gave us all a heads up about it. That's you know? not very YouTube of them, though. You yeah. know what I mean? YouTube. Twitch, they all like to just rule from a giant mountaintop, you know what I mean? Tosses their breadcrumbs every so often. Their Amazon Primes think they're doing something for us. They're not doing shit for us, blessing. Accept everything. Please support and subscribe and share and ring the bell and do all that jazz. Like I said, though, uh, keep us honest. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. And if you want to go the extra mile for free, why not use our Epic creator code, Kindoffunny, when you're buying something on the Epic Game Store, even downloading something for free, or when you're playing you know, Fortnite on your PlayStation, Rumbleverse on your Xbox, you can pop it into any of those games, and you uh, can help us out there and have a great time, and everybody has a great time. Blessing, did you find what you're looking for? Get connected for free. At Education Connection. I did. Uh, this comes Went from to high school, didn't do great. Now I got to get more cash. More education is what I'm, I'm looking, looking for. At. They sing this every day when I say I'm getting connected to YouTube from Restream. It's, it's really well, fun. When there it's is an a error. bop, when there is a bop that good, that's going to be with you the rest of your life. That's like when they when McDonald's approached Pusha T to make the jingle and Pusha T just delivered fire. That's what the education production. Legitimately, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right? No, Pusha T. Pusha T, uh, famous rapper. He was part of the Clips. Did he do da 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 da? Yeah. Oh, really? Really? Pusha T. Yeah. <laughs> and now does he get royalties on that every time? I hope so. Uh, I they got know. the guy from well, Secession saying it. That's the thing is, I, Striker himself from X2. From what I understand, there is beef between uh, Pusha T and McDonald's, so much so that Arby's actually approached Pusha T to make McDonald's diss tracks. Nice. Yeah. Did he do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, nice. made, he's made multiple. Wow. And they've been very scathing. Like, they, he's been going off on McDonald's and those diss yeah. tracks. Like, so much so that I considered going to Arby's, and then I remembered that it's Arby's. And no, I'm not going to go to Arby's. Did you but, see the other internet trend recently where somebody went to Arby's and it was really good? And they were like, oh, man. And then Arby's was like, yeah, we're real good. That, that sounds like a, a, an Arby's marketing rollout. It's the thing where it's just like when I want fast food, I'm not thinking a warm roast beef sandwich. But I have my, you know, I, I grew up in the Midwest. We had Arby's and I, I, we'd get the whatever. My parents would get the Saka, whatever. I want to say, what was it? Four for or five for four dollar sandwiches or Jesus. whatever. You come home. They yeah. were good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, what I, my, my Arby's commercial I like is the one where they forgot to make the, I think it was a Pepsi commercial. You ever see this one? No. Where it's the voiceover guy, you know, the, we have the meats guy or whatever, right? Yeah. And he does that, you know, we, Arby's made a deal with Pepsi. that They would get three commercials in a, that year talking about how good Pepsi was. But Arby's messed up and we forgot one. <laughs> so here's this one. Mm, Pepsi or whatever. It's like, it was great. I probably got a lot of the information there wrong. Maybe it was Coke. I don't remember, but it's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can find this Pusha T Arby's diss track and drop it in assets because I, I would like to see your reaction to this thing because it is fantastic. Okay. Legitimately, it is one, it's, it's I mean, one is of the better something that's going to get us struck off YouTube. What commercials get us struck off YouTube? Mr. I mean, Mr. Bucket made sure Mr. we can. Mr. Bucket, yeah. we are very scared of, so mm. I, I would rather not. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fair enough. Commercials are a weird one. <laughs> Did you find? Well, this isn't a commercial, right? This is just music. 
it's a well, it's a commercial, but it's like his it's his rap over the commercial. Like I don't think the rap would be wicked claimed. Okay, it, it like it is it is officially an Arby's con- commercial. On who owns it? Well, why don't you just play the track then, or do I need to see the do I need to see what's happening on the in the the, the thing too? Uh, I mean, I think it would be helpful to see All what's right, happening. You just, just slack it to me. For yeah. now, though, before we go any further, well, did you I, find this Phil Spencer thing you yeah, decided yeah. to do? Yeah, so this was yesterday. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Uh, the actual quote came from the Same Brain podcast. Uh, the quote says... Uh, uh, this is Phil Spencer, quote, and as an industry, and this is him talking about how Xbox is having uh, a lot of games this year, quote, and as an industry, we have fewer games this holiday than we've had in a while. When you just think about the launches, Call of Duty is coming, God of War is coming, which is great. Nintendo's had a good year, but in general, I would say we've been a little light. I don't have the empirical data in front of me. Right now, I feel like we're drowning in reviews and things that are going on and games coming out, but mm. I also know that, you know, over on a little podcast called Brain Structure. That's right, the Hideo Kojima podcast. Uh, Jeff Keighley does a little segment at the end called the TGAs. Not the Game Awards, the Jeff's Answers, or the Jeff's Answer. That's what it's called. Yes. Okay, cool. Let's make sure we're on the same page. Uh, and he did one recently talking about how a lot of developers are calling, you know, this year the COVID hangover, where they're not getting stuff out, like the games aren't coming out the way they should be or whatever. And so I think maybe he's talking for – if you went into every indie, you went into every AA studio, maybe you're seeing more like that. I still feel like there's a ton of games yeah. coming out, though. I guess that might be the thing, right? A few days ago, maybe last week, I was talking to Tim about this year in video games, right? And where does it stand in terms of is this a banger year? Is yeah. it a boring year? Because I feel like the high has been very high, right? Yeah. And I think we've had moments of very high highs, right? We talked about the review season in February, January going into February, and how crazy that was. We yeah. talked about Elden Ring Horizon, uh, Dying Light Sifu. 2, Sifu, Pokemon Legends, Arceus. But then I think you had a drought where Puzzle the Quest, year was be- Puzzle Quest. The year was being carried so much by smaller indie titles. Yeah. And even now, right, I look at the games coming out and. God of War Ragnarok, right? That's a big one on the on the horizon. Um, Sonic Frontiers, that's a, a big, an, big an IP name, it's got, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Callisto Protocol, that's an exciting one. But then I do think that when we're talking about volume, then we are talking about games like Scorn. We're talking about New Tales from the Borderlands. We're talking about what feels like a lot of high on life, What uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, what feels like a lot of games, but games that aren't necessarily on that top tier of, all right, everybody got, has to yeah. pay attention to it, right? This is another, I think this is another, with the exception of your Elden Ring and God of War, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a couple other, but just for this argument, right, put it in the strat if you want there. This is one of those particular years where I listened to the episode you're talking about with you and Tim, where Tim was like, it's a great year, I just don't know if it's Tim Getty's year. And I feel that's where a lot of people are going to be at, mm-hmm. where it's like if the games if the games have hit that are from your genre that you loved, I feel like you've been like, everything's been great, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if you've been off and that wasn't your cup of tea and you didn't want that and, you know, okay, well, Sifu's not going to be my what I want to jump into, I feel then you've had a not weaker year, but a year where it is like, okay, cool, I'm, I it started with an Elden Ring where everybody could get behind it and care about it. It's going to end with a God of War, great. But in between there, there was more indies and little things like that. But those indies carried it so hard. 100%. Yeah, very hard. Honestly, so, and I think that alone makes it a strong year. How do you how do you compare this year to last year? Would you say this year is a better year? Worse year? Same year? Can I look at a list of 2021 games? Because, yeah. you know, I have literally no memory. Because I feel like the conversation around last year was similar in terms of people not being super high oh, on it. I think this year's better than last year. Yeah. Last <laughs> I year... open it up and the first thing I see and this is not shade. You know that this is a particular red game. The first thing I see is Deathloop. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last right. year was that. It was It so Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank, which won our game of the year because Returnal. we were so de- broken up on what we were. I think this year, I, it's just such a weird thing is I think a lot of times when you look at video game years and this is going to be the most Greg Miller uh, 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 comparison possible. You look at video game years, I think a lot of times it, it breaks down to me thinking of it like a uh, wrestling pay-per-view or a wrestling match card where you have your main eventers who's at the top of the card yeah. and then like the Intercontinental Championships, the Tag Team Championships, you go down and then you have to look at it and be like, well, what was this year? And there's a lot of wrestling shows that are solid, but then you sit there and you think about a WrestleMania, whatever, that was like banger after banger after banger where at every strata of the card, there was a fucking amazing thing happening. And I feel like that's where you get into, okay, cool, this was a solid thing. It had a great main event or maybe it didn't because like 2018 is one of those ones where it was like everybody was so divided, I think, on what game of the year was and like, so many people had smaller ones mm-hmm. going. Whereas but this like, year, it's like Elden Ring versus God of War. You so was, was 2018. Then I, 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 feel, I feel like we also forget though, like the, and maybe, maybe this is maybe this is evident of, Hori- of Horizon 2's impact. Like I feel like Horizon 2 gets left out in the conversation. 100%. Not necessarily saying that like it should be compared to uh, Elden Ring and God of War, but 
like that's a big AAA game that I think is going to end up on a lot of top fives, I'd imagine, right? And you compare that to 2018. It's what's so where fascinating about a lot of top fives? That's mm. my thing. I'm with Barrett on that of like the hmm, where it's like, mm. don't get me wrong, I had a great time with Horizon, but it was more Horizon, and I did it. Did it really push the boundaries of what Zero Dawn was when it became Forbidden West? Mm -hmm. And it's arguable, right? Like it, it's that thing, where it's, and it's the same thing. With our God of War preview, where it's like, all right, the first five hours feel like a lot. Of, just feel like God of War. Is this game going to push beyond that and do something different? Because mm -hmm. it's always great to have more of something you love, but then you get to a point where that's just less exciting when you get down here, right? In terms yeah. of what that's going to be. But then I guess my the where I'm taking it is, you know, you look at 2018 and you talk about how. Yeah, people that that was that was 2018 was, it was a stacked year. That was a stacked card. But like, was it stacked or was it God of War and Red Dead carrying it? And then also, you know, Spider Man. But I mean, not, I'm looking the at list. the list right now God of War, Assassin's mm -hmm. Creed Odyssey, Red Dead Redemption, Super yeah. Smash Brothers Ultimate, Monster Hunter World, Spider Man, Celeste. Like, I mean, they're just okay. going, okay. you know okay. what I mean? We go down this list and you're like, holy shit, like, yeah, that's what, what I'm talking about. What I would love to do, and maybe this is a Games Cast topic, or maybe Fallout this is 76. Fallout 76. <laughs> maybe this might be too in the weeds of a games cast conversation, but I think it'd be an interesting conversation to have somewhere of let's rank the last decade of years in sure. video games, right? Let's pull in, let's say like some, maybe IGN or maybe some site has a list of the top 10 games per year and rank those like lists. What were the best years in order? Cause I think, you know, we always talk about the quality of each year and like, Oh yeah, this year is, isn't great, but is it not great? Or, is it just that we're in, in it in the moment and like, it's all so subjective anytime, right? That's true. But I mean, do you look back at 2021 and say, man, what a banger year that was? And off the I think it depends year. on what we're talking Hell about, yeah. right? Like, I think, that, I think that year had more consistent games coming out throughout the year where it was, all right, Returnal into It Takes Two, into Ratchet in June, into, you know, like Deathloop in the fall. It, like, I think there was a little bit more consist consistency. There was a better flow last year. It wasn't yeah. like there wasn't a big I think there was, I think when there was a steady, though, you know? steady run of great games. Yeah. yeah. But I and think again, that's us being spoiled as well. Because when you go back sure. to these banger years when we talk about it, right? And whenever, you know, people really want to go back and argue like, uh, what was it, 97, 98 or whatever with Metal Gear? I'm probably getting that way wrong. But, like, where it was, like, oh, this is the year, and you had this, and you had that. It's like, well, yeah, but you also just had giant droughts. Like, right now, we're so spoiled that every week there's something great that comes out to play. Yeah. And maybe it's not a 10 out of 10, but it's like, oh, man, you'd have a great time with it. I guess uh, where I'm coming from, too, is if I look at my top 10 for this year so far and compare it to my top 10 of the year last year, right? Like, and even at, at, at this point, I feel like my top 10 – would have more of a consistent like oh banger 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 as opposed to this year i think it's very top heavy in terms of oh yeah elden ring out of, out of the last two years right elden ring i'm putting up against uh, putting above anything i played in, in uh this year or last year um sifu i might put above anything i played um last year um immortality is, uh, is up there as well yeah. right uh whereas last year was the Last year, I think, just had more consistency on the, oh, I'm playing hella 9 out of 10s last year, right? I'm playing sure. a lot of Returnals. Yeah, I'm playing yeah. a, lot of, a lot of Ratchets. I'm playing a lot of It Takes Two. But it this year, two, this year had Elden Ring, right? And this year is going to have God of War. And this year, I, and I, I guess once I go down the list, right, it's like how, how long does that last? How deep is the bench? Yeah, how, how deep is the bench for that? We'll find out. It's a, it's a deep bench. Plus. It's a good topic. It's a I good topic. I, 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 keep, I keep track of like the games that I play throughout the year uh, and then turn it into my top 10 uh, games list on GGF. Mm. And uh, yeah, you got Sifu, Horizon, Elden Ring, uh, Ali, Ali World, Tunic, Persona 4, Arena, Ultimax, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, uh, The Quarry, uh, TMNT, Shredder's maybe, maybe Revenge, this is a taste Neon, thing. Neon most, of those most of those games you just named, I don't like, I feel like aren't going toe to toe necessarily to a lot of the games I played last year as well. Right, like it takes two. It takes two. Returnal, Deathloop, I think is on the top five of that list. Like out of the out of five games you mentioned, right there, mm. right? I think it goes Elden Ring at the top, and then following that are probably a bunch of twenty twenty one games. Mm. And I then you get on back down to like two, Tunic, but that's okay. Neon White, Cuphead, As Dust Falls, Stray, Call to the Lamb, Roller Drome, Splatoon Three, Tinykin, Rogue Legacy Islet. Two, Escape uh, Academy. I, I need to play Rogue Legacy Two. Uh, I have not touched Escape Academy, but yeah, it's, it's a deep year. It's a deep year. Deep bench. It has. It's been a year. We can all agree it's been a year, and it's not over yet. God of War review Thursday. But there's other housekeeping for you. Uh, merch of the month is live. It's the new Bodega Collection, inspired by the neighborhood markets in the city. You can go to kindoffunny.com/store to get your hats, shirts. There's something funny going on with the spelling of San Francisco in these images. Don't look too close. Yes. Oh God. Do we know if it's on the final version of the shirt? Not at press time. So if it is. Anytime anybody tweets you or says, hey, you misspelled San Francisco on that, you know what you say? Kind of funny, isn't it?
and you walk away. That's how you get out of it. We'll keep you posted if they're really misspelled, though. We don't fucking know. Uh, and then, uh, the first... The first of four kind of funny special presentation videos from Barrett is coming out this Wednesday. Join him for a YouTube premiere at 9 a.m. Pacific on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games as he tries to answer the question, has Kratos truly changed over the course of the last 17 years? I can't wait to watch this, Barrett. I know how you parge your heart and soul into this, and it will get me stoked for the God of War Ragnarok review on Thursday. Because right now, I don't care about God wow, of War Ragnarok. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I hope it, it gets a bunch of people excited for Ragnarok next week. Somebody else says, what the fuck? The scar's on the wrong side. That's, uh, uh. I mean, that's the, that's the power of Huga? Photoshop. Yeah, where, yeah. You know, it, power of, it was flipped, of course, because then it gives it good symmetry there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like you want this was made by the, the artiste Roger Bacorny. The don't believe everything so. you see similar to how don't believe the shirt's misspelled until you have a misspelled shirt in your hand, all right? Don't worry about <laughs> it. Here's another thing I want to, I want to bring up. Right? Bring Going it up. Back, this is a fun rambling 22-minute intro. Go for it. <laughs> somebody, oh, God, we're 22 minutes into the show. Somebody uh, mentioned Blessing Love Returnal so much, and that's carrying so much weight here. I wanted, I, brought, I, I dug up my top 10 for the year. He's mad. He's mad. Because I'm like, are, are we serious? Is just return is just Returnal carrying this for me? And I look back and I'm like, no. Okay, Returnal was my number one for the year last year, right? But then you go down the list and you got games like Chicory, you got games like Guilty Gear Strive, you got Knockout City, you got Mass Effect. And those those are like my honorable Yo, mentions Death's for the year. Death Door and but Metroid like, Dread came out last Metroid year. Metroid Dread and Death Door, Death Loop, Life is Strange, True Colors, which we neglected to bring up, but that's a banger ass game for me last year. It Takes Two again is a banger ass game for me last year. The Forgotten City is a game I absolutely loved Knockout last year. City? Hit, 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 Knockout yeah, City, Hitman Three is a fucking Dope-ass video game. Wait. Forza Horizon motherfucking 5? That's a 10 out of 10 racing game right there. Hitman 3 was 2020, wasn't it? No, 2021. January. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. You got two, yeah. like four years yeah. ago. Yeah, in there. Far Tome, Cry 6. Ratchet and Clank. House I know, of Ashes. I know now. Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> I know we don't talk about Halo Infinite the, as yeah. much now, but at launch, at launch, Halo Infinite in December, oh, that shit was fire. But that was 2020. No, that was 2021. What? Yeah, that was December 2021. Dude, oh, God. Bear, yeah, yeah. stay off the mic and look at a fucking calendar. Look at a fucking calendar, Bear. <laughs> Let me tell you about Blessing Super Fun Game Release Calendar. Well, you can Twitter. find it on a calendar right now, of course, is that there's more stuff happening tomorrow. Uh, get your popcorn ready because the KFFL returns November 2nd at 11 a.m. Pacific here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Coach Cortez and Dynamite Howard will be in the booth calling a doubleheader for your kindoffunny 49ers. We'll see you there and then, football fans. I can't wait for this to come back. This is one of the stupidest, funnest things we do. Even though I don't like Mike, don't tell him. You don't like Mike? Yeah. Like the person? I, it, it's, it's been going around. It's been going around. It was that thing is I could see him through the control booth into the kitchen, and I was hoping one of the TVs was on broadcasting so he'd hear it and then stop. Am I the last here. person left that likes Mike? Is it me and Nick? I mean, are we the last two left? Yeah, maybe. That Halloween I mean, party soured a lot of people on yeah. Mike. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of not being soured, uh, we have Patreon producers to read. If you didn't notice, ladies and gentlemen, it's November. Uh, what that means is that we have a brand new list of Patreon producers, and they're all from the people who sponsored the spare bedroom when we filled the thermometer during October and did all the crazy stuff. And so Thank you for that, but that means uh, pack a lunch. Here it goes. Uh, we got Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC plan, Tall Tree 81, so far my favorite name, uh, Joseph A. Carlson, One Up Pest Control, uh, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, uh, Brian Cheney, Trevor Starkey, uh, Super Daddy Kyle, uh, Undertopian, David Mindtel, Mind Freak, Mind Freak, Eric uh, Velasquez, uh, Scotty Wyatt, uh, Alex Gradle, uh, Al Tribesman, The Predator, uh, Jason L, James Davis at James Davis Makes, Mick at the nanobiologist Abramson, uh, Ryan T from Tennessee, uh, Derek uh, Greg, uh, but not Greg, Greg, uh, and then Donald Eccles. Today we're brought to you by Wondery, Rocket Money and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. What the fuck is this? Kevin came in undercover and reinstalled this smoke machine, and then it just gave off the limpest, <laughs> premature ejaculation of smoke I've ever seen. And the weirdest thing, I didn't even press the button. It just did that on its own. This is like a... 
The fucked up hormone monster in Big Mouth. I can't remember his name right now. I digress. Uh, number one on the rough report. HBO Max appears to have confirmed a January 15th premiere for The Last of Us TV adaptation. We go to The Verge where John Porter writes in. HBO's adaptation of The Last of Us could premiere on Sunday, January 15th, according to text that appeared from HBO Max. Multiple users across Twitter are reporting seeing the date alongside a teaser trailer released for the show, and we verified uh, that the text is still appearing both in the HBO Max app and on its website. In the UK, broadcaster Sky has allegedly distributed marketing materials suggesting the show will be broadcast in the country on January 16th. Differences in time zones mean Sky typically broadcasts HBO Sunday show early in the morning on Monday before repeating them on Monday evenings, hence why the listed date is a day later. Officially, e officially HBO uh, has previously announced a vague 2023 release date for the show, which is still reflected on its website. Let's fucking go, bless. It's right around the corner. That this is so right. close. This feels right. I'm very excited for it. That is amazing i'm stoked about that because it was that thing when they kept saying january 2023 i was like all right you know how how deep are we getting how far are we going to go into 2023 mm -hmm. january way earlier than i was expecting this is what i would have hoped yeah. for but here we go i was yeah i mean did they say early because i was thinking sometime early 2023 right which I could mean a lot earlier or not chat uh, kind of funny.com slash wrong let yeah me. let us know we might have just been speculating early but yeah like january 15th is a bit earlier than i was expecting and i think it's good timing right like one of the sure. things i've been thinking about lately is the PlayStation. This is this is what I think think about when I go to bed at night. The PlayStation first party lineup. Of course. <laughs> and what's who going doesn't on Who doesn't it? think about that? Who doesn't think about it? Right. With God of War Ragnarok around the corner, um, you know, you would think that you're getting as as PlayStation, you want to get that out the door before you uh, start to point toward what's ahead. But with that being the, with that said, I wouldn't expect for any PlayStation first party game to come out within like the first four months of the year of next year right i think sure. if that was the case you probably, you probably would have said something by now uh which has left me not nervous but like a bit wanting in terms of oh man like what is playstation gonna give me something in you're the gonna have enough year? to play you're gonna have yeah. enough to I'm play, have in the first to play <laughs> but as playstation right like i'd feel like quarterly or or um maybe um uh, like every third of the year you'd want something from in-house to keep people going and i think last was hbo is for sure something, right? I think that's oh, huge yeah. for them in the beginning of the year to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait. That's great. You know, I, again, I'm stoked. When, when is the secession? You know, when's the next secession season dropping? That's the next question for me. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, succession, the yeah. show. Succession. Was okay. I saying it wrong? Was I, uh, no, I, I was hearing like. Is that a good show? I've never heard anything about it. I can't tell if he's fucking with yeah, me. Because, you know, Bear, with Bear goes home and he's like, I'm going to watch this fucking 93 episode anime. You know what I mean? That's what Bear likes to do. Yeah. Does he want to watch good movies. HBO television? No. With a guy from William Stryker from X2? No. I digress. It's a great show, Bear Watcher. I, I thought you were saying, like, secession, like, seceding. Who's going to leave? When Sucker Punch <laughs> leaving like, PlayStation who's Studios? Leaving? Like, what's, what's yeah. the next big uh, company to leave? But, yeah, like, and he, my other thing, too, is, like, you know, I, I'm not a big, or historically, I've not been a big, like, HBO person in the way that I missed out on the Game of Thrones trend. I missed out like on a lot of the bigger HBO HBO shows. But like Sunday is like prime time, right? For HBO. Oh, like, yeah. Sunday that's night the, that's is like the a, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this being a Sunday night show, I think, probably points to again what how HBO views the, this last Oh, this show. was always gonna be a Sunday night show. That's how oh, yeah. HBO does it. That's okay. how that's where they put their premium uh I want to say fictional. Oh yeah, if you put hard knocks in there, that doesn't that's where they put their content. Mm -hmm. They put and I guess hard knocks isn't on Sundays. I digress! Their big budget shows is where it goes Sunday nights. Yeah. They, they own Sunday nights. And it's you know so like, it's so weird when you end an HBO show and they don't have something ready to go. Because mm -hmm. for a while there it was, and I'm gonna get it all wrong, but stick with me. I remember it being like, and it's you know, rose-colored glasses, but I definitely remember it being like secession into euphoria, into something else that I was really enjoying, maybe righteous gemstones. Like they do a great job usually of handing it off, but then they get gotcha. into lulls. So to see them come out here, I wouldn't be I'd be surprised if it wasn't Last of Us then hands it off to Secession whenever they're done or, gotcha. or gets in the ballpark of doing that and go from there. But yeah. Okay. Everything we've seen from the show looks like it's gonna be fantastic. Now, a couple questions. I love a good question. Do we get Last of Us part two director's cut or Last of Us part one PC or some kind of Last of Us release during this window? No. No? I Last of Us I think part two director's cut won't come for a while. Uh, I think they're going to ride off of having Last of Us Part 1 out, and I think that'll be the push. And I think they'll stick it and leave it on PlayStation because it is the idea of, hopefully, it's a little easier to get a PlayStation 5 in January, and that they can, if you watch this and you fall in love with the show, you can go off and buy it there. But mm. they're, they're already on the books to release it on PC, are they not? 
I guess that's right. They I have said that. Said so. I'm they pretty sure they have. Let, okay. Let, uh, yeah. I'll, no. I'll go look at. They've got a play. Uh, or Greg a Miller's. Or, Greg uh, Miller's lo- putting in his lock of the week. I'm telling you, they did. You can okay. go check it. You can waste your time if gotcha. you want. I'm telling you, they did say that. So okay. I guess so, yeah, you could time it out with that. And I'll think maybe game awards. You know, you could come out and be like, hey. You know, if because I imagine if this is already leaking through the HBO Max like um, app already, they're about to announce this. I was surprised they hadn't already announced it by the time we started the show, honestly. But I imagine around the corner they're going to say, "Yeah, it's premiering on January 15th." That being the case, I would think, "Oh, Told there you. it is." Wasted yeah, your time. Wasted your time, everybody. I would think that Game Awards could be a, a fine time to go. Oh, by the way, you know, uh, I know you guys are excited for Last of Us, the TV show coming to HBO Max. Last of Us Part One is coming to PC. All right. January or so February. Just, just fucking whatever. stop. Just stop. Whatever. Right? Because right whatever. there, like, you just gave off one of the lamest. Jeff Keighley would never allow that on a stage. So tell me, tell me what uh. you're, what are you packaging that with? Because if it is, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. Hey, here is Factions <laughs> yeah. debut, and then at the end of it, there is a. Oh, thank you so much to our partners at PlayStation. I don't know why I'm, going, I'm, I'm trying to do Jeff Keighley impression, and I shut my eyes to find it. I could not find it. Like, thanks to our partners at PlayStation for showing that. Of course, Last of Us, you know, maybe is it just a new trailer for Last of Us, HBO? That's the news. And no matter what it is, if that was exciting, and I'm happy to report Last of Us on PCs coming out on whatever. I think it could be a, like, here's another trailer for The Last of Us show and also Last of Us Part 1 coming to PC. I do, I, and maybe this is me just trying not to hope too much. Last of Factions, I think we're not going to hear a thing about it until next year. Just because I keep going back to Neil Druckmann on stage at the Summer Game Fest. So then off. put it in, this is Greg's next lock. Mm-hmm. Joel and Ellie, mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, right? Yeah. They're both going to be that at Game Awards. Right. They're going to be both at Game Awards. Yeah. They'll get something. Yeah, yeah. 100%. We're going to hang out with them. Oh, you think so? We'll make that happen. All right. <laughs> we know. We know. Well, you're you're be friends friends we know Anthony Carboni. Anthony Carboni knows Pedro Pascal. Done right there. Wait, he does. Well, I mean, through the Star Wars stuff, he does all the Star Wars oh, stuff. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. They have like yeah, a little. They have happen. a little bromance going on. I think. I don't know if they like know, I don't know each what other. I, would say know. Pedro oh, Pascal. I feel like I'll be too nervous. He doesn't. To Pedro I don't Pascal. think he's on the same level as he is with Anthony Daniels because sure. Anthony. They're both Anthony's, right? And they they made that connection. But their that whole way. thing is like a joke, right? Where it's like it's kind of like how Paul Heyman pretends not to like me. You know? Yeah, it's like a it's a rivalry between the Anthony's. Can I just say that I fuck I love Pedro Pascal so much. No, oh, who doesn't, man? Did you watch that with the unbearable way to yeah, natural talent? The, the Nicholas Cage oh, movie. So he, was, he, he was fantastic. And again, bad in, in, in 1984 Wonder Woman, a bad movie. But bad he's movie, great. but he was Anthony great. Carboni, it's Greg Miller. You're live on Kind of Funny Games Daily. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So here's what we need to do, all right? All right. We were talking about Last of Us TV show. We're having a great time. Everybody in the chat's sure. yelling out egg, by the way. They remember you from the eggs. And Hey, egg, everybody. There you go. Nailed it. Pedro Pascal, how close – they're setting off the smoke for you right there, but they kept it in a tight one, so they didn't even see the smoke. Uh, <laughs> our favorite bit. How close to Pedro Pascal are you? Because we're making the prediction him and Bella will be at Game Awards, debuting something for Last of Us, and then me and Bless need to party with Pedro afterwards. Can you make that happen? Oh, man. No. I, okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I think, I think Pedro Pascal – I think Pedro Pascal recognizes my face sure. and would not and would not know my name if you said it to him. Fair enough. No, I, there's a lot of people that know my face like that. I understand. I understand that. I got a great icebreaker though. He's a sweet guy. I would tell you this. I think I think if 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 we were all at the game awards and I went over and I was like Pedro, he would be like, "Oh, okay, what's up, man?" and that if you like a hangout could happen, but I sure. think he would mm-hmm. he, he would not call me by name the entire because he would know it. Well, <laughs> ask him about Anthony Daniels. It's definitely this thing where I don't think I I appreciate that because that, that just changes how when we see him we're gonna walk over to him and I'm gonna say Mr. Pascal it's a big uh, we're big fans we can't wait to see him Last of Us in San Francisco there's a pizza place called Pasquale's and we it kind of looks like your name and I'll shake his hand and, and I'll look at him. And the, yeah, and I think that's I think that's your in there. Yeah, I think that'll work out. Is that, that's not how you place. pronounce that pizza place. That's no, it's not. It's you got to say the whole yeah. phrase, and then he's gonna be like Pasquale doesn't sound like me. And I'm like, well, actually, it just looks like that. They have a phrase that makes me say it better, and I'll go, you tried them all, not try Pasquale, Pasquales, and, th- and then he'll that look at me. Sounds more like Pascal. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, then he'll be like, oh, that does sound like my name, and I'm like, yeah, you want to get a drink with me and my friend Blessing, not then, a- not Anthony oh, Carboni. Mm. You blink, and all of a sudden it's like 4 a.m. You've been partying with Pedro all night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pieces exactly. Ev- pieces everywhere. Uh, Anthony, before we let you go, uh, yeah. Barrett Courtney does want to check a uh, fact check here. Yeah, you're, Pedro Pascal and you aren't that close. You and Anthony Daniels are, though, right? Yes. Perfect. Okay, cool. Knew it. All right, thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you later. 
All right, later. Right, bye. What a nice young man. What I can't nice wait to do screencasts with him tomorrow. It's going to be such a fun time. You're doing like 19 episodes of Andor, aren't you? Yeah. There you go, everybody. Calm down. <laughs> All right. We're talking. We're bringing Andor back in review. God damn it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I got two stories about PlayStation numbers. But before then, let me tell you about the numbers we put up on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Over there, you can get 38 episodes of bonus content a month just for supporting us. You can get your name read. You can get shirts. You can get posters. You can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free along with all of our other podcasts. But guess what, Jack? You're not watching on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Well, most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to more than $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app Tim loves using that takes care of all of that for him. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Tim loves it. It's great. You should use it. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were still paying for. You may even find that you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny go deeper into the canals of numenor the mines of kaza doom and more with the official the lord of the rings the rings of power podcast host felicia day and several special guests provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring middle earth to life each episode of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners jd Payne and patrick mckay including the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average, with payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank NA, pursuant to the license from Visa USA Chime Checking Account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive effect on your credit score. Impact to your score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. So, again, start your credit journey with Chime. Sign-up takes only two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KFGames. That's Chime.com slash KFGames. Now, Greg. Yeah. I looked up the lyrics to push a tease. Thank you. Spicy fish diss toward Arby's. Okay. okay. Would okay. you like to read? I would love it. Well, it's towards McDonald's from Arby's. On behalf of so, Arby's. Uh, sorry, yeah, on behalf of Arby's okay. to McDonald's. Love it. I'm the reason the whole world love it because he made the, you know. I'm loving it. I'm, da, loving da, da, it. Da, da, da. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I got to crush it. filet fish is shit and you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget? Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Exit stage left, the sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. (laughs) (laughs) Say say less, this argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, that filet fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in uh, in the greatness. I bet the house on it like, like it's Vegas. Look, I could sell water to a whale. How could you ever think I'd fail? The crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The other clowns just too frail. That's amazing. He goes on. He's pushing P. He's pushing P. He, exactly, Greg. He is pushing P. Except his name is Pusha T. But he's well, pushing I was insane. You know what I mean. I know. I know exactly. exactly okay, okay. From, yeah, I was trying to make a bar. I was trying to make a bar. Sorry. Do it again, but work Booker T into. <sighs> That's too much work. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the guy that like made a diss track towards Drake. 
Okay. Revealing his son to the world. <laughs> Pusha T doesn't play around. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Oh, yeah, they had beef. And then, like, yeah, Drake made a diss track toward Pusha T. And then Pusha T was like, all right, bet. And then made a diss track and revealed. <laughs> and no one knew, nobody knew, he had knew a son. Drake had a son. He revealed Drake's son to the world in a diss track. Oh, that was. What, so that was, was he's like, you got a son and his name's Teddy. Here's his social security number. Pretty much. Pretty, <laughs> no, that was 1,000% it. Yeah. Like, he was like, you are hiding. A, I, I can look up the lyrics to those, too. Those might be a little bit more aggressive. I don't know if I could read the whole that thing. That was so aggressive. They cursed in the Arby's ad. You know Ray man in the chat says, you are hiding a son. Let that boy come home. Yeah. God. Damn. Damn. It was a, it was a moment. Right? Also, though, sort out your life if you're going to either of these places getting a, f- a fish sandwich. You know. I thought that's what you did. Don't you do no, the filet of fish? No, that's my grandma. Coffee? Grandma did oh, that. Yeah, grandma yeah. Miller would always get the filet of fish. I think Tim is a filet fish person. God, I don't think. So I've, and that's not true. I've never. No? I think. I think. He, I think he might have said once in a great while he'll do a filet of fish. Which but I think makes you a filet fish person. No. If you were, I, I, I'm a wing person, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I'll get wings any place I go. That makes you that kind of person. Kevin is a chocolate milk person because he drinks chocolate milk any chance he gets. I feel like you either eat a filet fish or you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's actually a pretty good argument. That's actually a pretty good argument, I guess. Yeah. I can't take that. Uh, believe it or not, number two on the Rope Report. PlayStation 5 has passed 25 million units sold. This is Anthony Wood at IGN. Sony has shipped more than 25 million units of the PlayStation 5 to date as the company has significantly stepped up production. Revealed during its latest earnings results, Sony sold a further 3.3 million PS5s in the first, no, I'm sorry, in the three-month period leading up to September 30, uh, equaling the amount it shifted during the same period in 2021. Sony has therefore sold around 5.7 PlayStation 5s since the beginning of the financial year, leaving the company in somewhat of an uphill battle if it's to reach its target goal of selling 18 million units by March 2023. According to Sony's executive deputy president and CFO, however, the 18 million unit target is still achievable as PlayStation exceeded its own expectations by fabricating 6.5 million PS5s during the Q2 period alone. Quote, we recognize that demand from customers for the PlayStation 5 continues to be as strong as the actual sales situation at retail stores in the U.S. is such that in September, it took an average of 17.5 hours to sell out of 100,000 units after their arrival, Sony's earnings presentation reads. To meet this strong demand, we will do our utmost to bring forward supply into the year-end holiday selling season and aim to exceed our financial year 2022 forecast of 18 million units, end quote. It was also revealed that God of War 2018 has now sold 23 million copies to date over all platforms, with Sony saying that it expects the sequel, God of War Ragnarok, to do similarly well. Bless. Greg. Can I? Can you walk into a Target and just buy a PlayStation 5 now? Until that is the case, I don't believe that, we're, that mm-hmm. there isn't a crazy-ass demand for PlayStation 5s. I think I've been seeing a little bit more of that happening on Twitter, but it's still not like easy right yeah, it's still yeah. not like you're not any target right but i think i've target. seen pictures of people being like yo no there's hella ps5s in this target right yeah. so it's i think it, it from you know what i can tell it seems like it's getting a little bit better um but i you know them trying to reach the sales target by the end of the the, the fiscal year i I'm curious by how much they're relying on God of War to make that happen. Sure. Um, I'm sure i mean looking at this last figure keep here, in mind right? too though like what we're talking about too is the fiscal year like they're they're Keeping the last, if the last of us is January 15th, mm-hmm. that is going to move units and PlayStation 5s. For sure, yeah. And, you know, looking at these numbers from God of War 2018, right? 23 million copies uh, to date. Really good numbers, right? And I, I, I want to know um, uh, what those numbers look like compared to, like, I guess the entire PlayStation first party uh, portfolio, because I know. Well, when we talk about it, we usually, they usually talk a lot about the first, uh, is it first three days or first three weeks um, sales? Of three the, days is usually when they come out. Three days. And I know, like, what, God of War was breaking records for them, right? And I think the one that's above that now is probably Spider-Man. So I imagine if the number for Spider-Man. God, of, God of War is 23 million copies to date um, uh, over all platforms. I wonder, is that like a top four, top three, top two uh, PlayStation title? And what can we expect for God of War Ragnarok? Sure. You know, like, God of War Ragnarok, especially with it coming out on PS4, it's going to sell killer numbers. Hell yeah. I'd imagine, right? Um, and so, yeah, like I, I just wonder what that does for PS5 specifically, especially for a cross-platform game. 
I think it all depends. You see, I've seen a lot of stuff going right there. There's uh, uh, Maomi, who says, uh, a friend of mine went to Best Buy last week, and they had 20 in stock in the middle of the day. I think so much of this comes down to where do you live? I saw another one where a Target employee, claiming to be a Target employee, said, we have them in my store. I'm telling you right now, in the Bay Area, I've dropped the zip code and said, show me in stock within 50 miles. None. There are no wow, PlayStation okay. 5s within 50 miles of us right now. At least the straight up one. Let's do a digital no, also not none in digital. So it's like, I think it really does depend on where you are and what you're doing. Because, you know, of course, Midwest, Nebraska, Walmart. No one you know lives there. <laughs> you know, there's nobody there to buy. To buy so you're dropping 20 PlayStation 5s there at that Best Buy. I don't know how many you're going to get. You know what I mean? Is this, and I mean, this might be an impossible question, question for us to answer without, like, sitting here for five minutes and actually just reading through articles. Because uh, I, I, I would say, is it, would you say it's fair to say that the original PlayStation Five. See now, people are with me. PlayStation Five being impossible to get was due to the um, the shortage, the chip shortage, right? That's like, what did it. Yeah, that's right. that's fair to say. And maybe this is the kind of funny outcome. That's your wrong thing. Uh, what is what's the status of the chip shortage? Are we starting to catch up with that? And now is it down to just demand of the PS Five? Mm, are we at mm, a place where it mm. is no? Not just people people want them, right? These things are selling like hotcakes, and it's hard to keep up with it. I'm sure some of it is still chip shortage, but is chip shortage is the chip shortage still as bad as it was? That's my question. That's a great question. That's outside of just video games, and I yeah. do not know what we're at right now. Let's go to the Wikipedia for the 2020 dash president. I'm sorry, present global chip shortage. See if there's any update here. Yeah. And also, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. See, I, I remember at one point, like a CEO of like a, a company was like, "We're, we're probably." The, Companies are probably not going to be able to catch up for another couple of years. Well, that's why you're still yeah. not everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. None in Seattle area. Yeah. Going on. But like, is there? I what I would love to see is a chart of like where are we at, <laughs> where are we at with it. I don't right? know like, if it's are that we getting simple. better or like is it still as bad as it as it was. And then not the Lylander says or chips are better because way. crypto took a shit. Still not back to where it was though. Yeah. Okay. Fucking crypto ruining everything. Hey man, they're kind of pretty much dead. But it's kind of like. Every Still other get ads for them it's like, but though. yeah, that's my problem. Where it's like every other villain in a horror movie, like we got to double tap. We got, we got mm. them down now. Don't walk away and go, oh my god, yeah. we survived. No, no. Like in the bam, video bam. game industry, I feel like we definitely kicked its ass. But like, but in, again, in, you know, they're thinking but, about it. There's yeah, that one yeah. game group that yeah. is still thinking about it. Not the Grumps, but another group. The Grumps. <laughs> Not, Grumps. Yeah, game, yeah, I was game Grumps game uh, group. One of the guys. Uh, about uh, let's keep talking about PlayStation numbers, though. Number three on the Roper Report: PlayStation Plus has lost nearly two subscribers since it's revamped. This is Andy Robinson over at VGC. PlayStation Plus subscribers have dropped nearly 2 million users since the revamped service launched in June. That's according to Sony's latest subscriber estimates, which were published on Tuesday as part of its fiscal year 2022 Q2 financial results. The first full quarter since it launched the revamped PlayStation Plus. Despite the revamp, PlayStation Plus subs declined for the third quarter in a row. The total number of subscribers stood at 45.4 million for the three months ended September 30th down from uh, 47.3 million in the previous quarter. PlayStation Network monthly active users were also down during the three-month period at 102 million, a decline from 104 million a year earlier, and 103 million in the previous quarter. This appears to be Sony's lowest MAU's figure uh, since it began reporting this data in early 2020. However, despite the decline in subscribers, Sony Network Services revenue, which encompasses PS Plus and advertising, but not game-based purchases or add-on content, actually increased by 10% uh, from 106 billion yen to 116 billion yen, which represents its best performance to date for a quarter. That means Sony's gaming division is making more money per subscriber than it was before, potentially reflecting the uptake of the more expensive subscription tiers introduced by PlayStation Plus. Sony has published an additional statement on the decline of PS Plus subscribers. Quote, the number of PlayStation Plus subscriber accounts at the end of September decreased 4% from the end of June to 45.4 million accounts. We see that this decrease results from a greater decline in user engagement among PS4 users than expected. On the other hand, the ratio of PS Plus subscribers among PlayStation 5 users remains at a level significantly higher than that of the PlayStation 4. We are putting even more effort into accelerating penetration of PlayStation 5 hardware to recover this user engagement going forward. End quote. Bless. Greg, before you even tackle this mm -hmm. and come in with your business MBA and talk about why this is all happening, mm -hmm. we're going to bring in Amy Antos, who writes into Patreon. No, writes in, I'm sorry. You can write into for free. Remember on the show, uh, uh, kindoffunny.com slash KFGD and says, what's up, guys? 
Do you think Sony losing nearly 2 million PlayStation Plus subscribers is due to the expiration of annual subscriptions taken last year during the COVID pandemic, where more people were at home, or is it really due to the new service revamp? I assume gamers were not impressed with the new offering, simply stayed on their tier, and that, uh, and on the tier that they were as, at, as opposed to not renewing. Jesus Christ. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I would, I would, I, I, I could see it being uh, a thing of, you know, a lot of people came into gaming uh, during the pandemic, right? Like, part of this article that I highlighted, right, talking about the MA MAU's figure, the uh, monthly active users, uh, this appears to be lowest, this appears to be Sony's lowest monthly active users figure since it began reporting this data in early 2020. My question is, why did they start reporting that data in early 2020? Was it because that data fucking, like, we booming? was it booming because of the pandemic? Was that why they started reporting it? If so, then it makes sense for it to be down now as the world has been opening up more and more and people have been finding more things to do outside of uh, uh, gaming. And also, like, people probably not having as, as much disposable income to spend on gaming now that we're two years into the pandemic. I would think that that would then cause uh, a, a dip in that way. So I think that's part of it. You know, PlayStation themselves are saying that, hey, it is uh, a decrease from PS4 users. Um, uh, you know, we quote, we see that this decrease results from a greater decline in user engagement among PS4 users than expected, right? Which I think is very interesting and probably, and probably could factor into a conversation of, all right, how much longer do we see PlayStation supporting PS4, right? Because hey, we're talking about also... If this all comes down, if you get the PlayStation 5s in store, yeah, they stop, boom, they stop like, supporting PlayStation 5. Right, because they say here, on the other hand, the ratio of PS Plus subscribers among PS5 users remains at a level significantly higher than that of PS4. And so you're seeing PS, PS5 users come through, probably be passionate about the new console, probably playing hella games in the new console because you are getting both, I mean, the games that are coming out cross-platform as well, but like also PlayStation 5 uh, exclusive games in, form, in the form of games like uh, Returnal, was Ratchet cross-platform or was Ratchet PS5? I think Ratchet was PlayStation 5. 5 that was yeah, PlayStation games 5, like Ratchet, games like even like Sifu and other games as well that, that are uh, current-gen exclusive, right? You're seeing players be more, I think, passionate about the platform because they have this new one as opposed to maybe having a PS4 and going, all right, you know, like, they, they, they might, like, you know, um, trickle, trickle out over time uh, because the excitement isn't as there as much. That's my guess. I know, Greg, do you have your own read on it? I think it's a number of different things. Um, you asked earlier, why do they start reporting it? I think they start reporting it because they are a publicly traded company, right? And so you're putting out these things, and obviously this is making up a big part of the business and needs to be reported. And I'm sure it, um, there's the times when they started where this is all great for us, and now it's not like, well, it's just it's just business and how it yeah. is. But I think the most important thing here, especially if you're talking about your shareholders, right, is the fact that, yes, we've lost 2 million uh, uh, users, right? But we're up 10% in terms of revenue. That's what people, that's what a stockholder cares about. They mm -hmm. care about the revenue. And that's also what you care about when you're trying to build a system like PlayStation Plus in the three tiers. You're trying to get added value in there to make the users you have that are the hardest of the hardcore, the people who are probably listening to this podcast, justify going up and spending it to be the premium tier, right? To get above what's just essential and go on there. <clears throat> I do think that the decline of, yeah, anytime you do something like this, you shake it up and make people think about the money they're spending, right? It is then they start, they actually think about it and like, well, I saw it go by earlier in the way a long time ago in the chat. Somebody, man, there's a cost of living crisis going on right yeah. now, right? And that's exactly it for a lot of people too, where it is like, okay, cool. Like that rolls through and you go, man, how much am I using any of it? What does it even get me again? You go look and you're like, oh, I'm not really redeeming these games for Gianna Garcia. Or I got it when I was playing this multiplayer game and now I'm not playing it anymore. Or I don't even use my PlayStation 4 anymore. Like you see people get out of that. And it's, it doesn't surprise me that they're seeing the growth and the money come from the PlayStation 5 users because those are the people who have uh, the finger to the pulse of video games. They have the disposable income to buy the PlayStation 5, a, you know, a premium, uh, uh, I want to say cosmetic, but that's not right. A premium... Uh, when you have extra income, what am I fucking trying to say here? Disposable income? Or yeah, like, disposable yeah. income. A premium <laughs> thing you spend with your disposable income. Anyways, though, mm. you're, they, they're going to be the ones you spend. Luxury. That's it. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, a luxury item that you're going to go do. So it all nets out fine. And again, you imagine that when PlayStation sat there and said, all right, we're revamping the tiers, they definitely sat there and said, we're going, we, we predict we'll lose this many people, but we'll gain more money from these people, which will offset it. And that's all it cares about. Yeah. The 10% up is what people care about. Uh, I want to do a self-correction as well. For some reason, I thought Sifu was on PS5. It is also on PS4. But also, I, I also wonder, now that we're getting a bit further into the PS5 uh, gen, right? They're talking about how, yeah, rev revenue is up even though they're losing uh, PlayStation Plus subscribers. Yeah. I, I, 
still wonder how a lot of the big moves being made by PlayStation right now, things that they're gearing up for, is going to um, help, um, uh, I guess, alleviate some of that as well, right? Or help get in more revenue when we're talking about... Sure. <clears throat> we're talking about, like, live service games, but also we're talking about the PC push and how much they're they're doubling down on that, right? I, uh, I'm i sure at some point they're going to launch a PlayStation launcher on PC. I'm sure that's going to connect to your PlayStation profile. And... I wonder if I'm sure they're launching a PlayStation launcher. Yeah. I will be shocked if out the gate it connects to my PlayStation profile. Really? I hope it does. And I hope I, it gives me trophies across it. Yada, that, yada, yada. And they have to. I agree. We're, we're talking about PlayStation. There's a lot games. of things we say we have to. Because like, listen, Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan has come out and or was it Jim Ryan or Herman Holst? Somebody there came out and said that like, oh yeah, for PC games, for the multiplayer live service games that we're talking about, right? Those are going to come out day and day. At least that's the plan, right? And if that's the plan... Oh, for the, you got to build a PlayStation ecosystem on PC. You got to make it so that these players are be, are able to earn trophies on PC and do a lot of stuff. And I think if they're able to nail that, they're able to open up an ecosystem to where maybe then you are getting PlayStation Plus benefits on PC somehow. Now that might be a little bit more long term. I don't know if it is a, and I'll be doubtful honestly, if it is a you are unlocking PlayStation games or like downloading PlayStation games on PC via PS Plus. But maybe you are able to like give benefits on pc that would buy people into playstation lanky plus. dragon says it best this is jim's jim ryan's playstation blessing they don't do anything people want <laughs> but they like to make money they like to make money which is why i would think that that is the route you would go uh, you would you would go toward um and i think that'll be really good for play for you know upping those playstation uh plus users but that is that's future talk that is future talk we'll see where we get there in the end that right now what you need to know revenue revenue up subscribers down and we'll see how that goes from there Speaking of revenue and cost, number four, Microsoft loses between $100 and $200 on every Xbox sold. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has said Microsoft loses between $100 and $200 on every Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S sold. Speaking to CNBC, as spotted by Eurogamer, Spencer explained that Microsoft subsidizes the cost of its Xbox consoles with the expectation that people will spend money on its profitable add-on products later. Losing $100 to $200 per console is a fairly significant amount, given the Xbox Series X retails for $499 and the Series S retails for $299. But consumers then purchasing additional controllers, headsets, games, and subscription services like Xbox Live and Game Pass is seemingly enough to justify the hit on day one. Spencer has admitted that Xbox can't maintain these console prices forever, though, and its main competitor in, in Sony has already raised the price of the PlayStation 5 in Europe, the UK, the Middle East, Africa, Asia, Latin America, and Canada. Quote, I do think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things, but going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices, Spencer said in October. Uh, that's not to say there isn't currently plans or timings uh, in place to increase prices, however, at least for consoles, as Spencer said in September, that Microsoft currently has no plan to increase the price of the X or S. This is piggybacking off news, obviously, that happened last week, even though time's kind of a flat circle where it went around, of course, that they were talking about this and price ranges and stuff like that. Um, what's shocking is, like, I feel like this was such a topic of conversation when I started at IGN of mm. the 360, how much money was lost on selling one of those, when PlayStation 3 came out, how much they were losing. Like, it is kind of how business is done. I just don't think we talk about it as much anymore because people probably aren't, talking about it as much i forget kind of funny that comment is actually wrong if jim ryan or anybody from playstation has said that play, every playstation 5 is in the black but i don't remember yeah. anymore at this point i mean it's got to be right i mean arguably no you'd think so because mm -hmm. we just don't talk about this anymore but also like what are you publicly sharing and i guess it would have come up in a financial earnings report yeah for me like as i read the story the thing that the, the them losing money on every console isn't surprising because again like that's been a thing uh, for a while especially as services like playstation plus like xbox live have come up that are making money uh, like along with the games that they're selling right and the percentage of, of revenue that they're making per game sale right helping to subsidize that um i think the 100 to 200 dollar um price or the amount that they're losing on each thing is yeah. the surprising part to me of like, yo, that's a lot of money. And like, it's not a big bet because like, you know, buy two full price games and that makes up for that. Right. But like, damn, the thing more surprising for me and I saw kebabs go by and it didn't have a source, but said if he remembers correctly, PlayStation four was the first Sony console that wasn't sold at a loss. Um, Interesting. The thing about it is like, usually you eventually hear like, there'll be the, it's usually this far into a life cycle of a console. You, this is where I expect to start seeing them say they've crossed that hump and it's no longer. You know what I mean? Now mm -hmm. they are the positive on it and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just interesting that's still going on that way. But uh, yeah, with as many subscription services as Xbox is going for, 
I'm sure it's all part of the plan. And what it, they're doing. Exactly. Right. And I, I, but also to the same point, I think it makes sense of the quote from Phil Spencer last week of like, yeah, we might have to raise prices of certain things at some point. Right. We don't, we don't know if we can hold like this forever. Of course. And it's like, you look at the story and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. If you're losing this much per, uh, per console. Yeah. You're going to want to raise the price of uh, Xbox game pass ultimate at some point. So you can make even more money on the back, back to end. my point of, it's just usually not this late that you're hearing about it. Nanobiologist and you're wrong. Says PlayStation fives were profitable starting in August, 20, 2021 and see that's what i'm i'm used mm. to that you sell it at a loss then you jump out obviously and you make the announcement that you no longer are but that's where we're at for now i got two quick news stories for you here to close out you ready let's do it number five the man the myth the legend hideo kojima has revealed another actor for his next game this is jordan midler at vgc hideo kojima has revealed another actor set to star in his next game a new teaser image on the kojima productions website reads how come and then fades to reveal an image of shiori uh, kutsuna uh, with the text where am i across her face uh, kutsuna is best known for her role as yukiko in deadpool 2 uh, this is the latest in a series of teaser images for Kojima's next game, which previously revealed that Elle Fanning would star in the as-yet-unannounced game. While the game is being teased has, and has yet to be revealed, it is likely Overdose, one of two games uh, currently understood to be in development at Kojima Productions. The second is presumed to be Death Stranding 2. Where am I? Very exciting. I can't fucking wait. Yeah. I um, really hope we see something about this at Game Awards. You, oh, my God. You know that's what we're building to. Yeah. And I think it's a really good build. Like, Ko Kojima... I, Kojima and I, this isn't I'm not saying anything new here he's very good at marketing his video oh, games yeah. <laughs> like he's very good at the build-up he's very good at the rollout he gets hype he, get, he gets hype right and like so much so that you know I, there have been times where I've seen some people in chat be like oh man we're talking about Kojima again or oh man why are we talking about this and it's like it's because the dude knows what he's doing the dude knows how to build hype the dude knows how to build toward his next thing and revealing his cast this way Right and making it uh, making it this whole big mystery like this is honestly when we're talking about in the grand scheme Kojima doing Kojima shit to promote yeah. his games this isn't that wild this is pretty tame this is very tame the, I mean, there's questions of what is the game and what who am I where am I all that stuff but it's not normally of like how it's been when they got like yeah. a, or he's like Norman get, Reedus and some weird fetus. You know what I mean? What yeah. Are we doing? Or like get this guy and put bandages on his face and make a fake game developer oh to God. announce Metal Gear Solid Five, right? Like usually Kojima's on that Whatever level. Whatever happened to Abandon? Where is that one at? You know? I don't know. Let's not talk about Abandon. I never <laughs> want to hear about Abandon again. Let's talk about Fortnite. Number five on the Roper Report. Fortnite is having a Skywalker event. This is ONS good at Polygon. Fortnite has done plenty of Star Wars crossovers for the past few years, but for some reason, uh, Leg Leg Lega, Leia Organa, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo have not appeared in the Battle Royale. Really? Apparently. Yeah. What? Yeah, that tracks. Well, that changes with the Skywalker Week promotion beginning Tuesday that offers an array of pretty neat cosmetics. Uh, Barrett has a trailer that he's pulled up for wow. here so you can see if you're watching the Really? Video. No Luke Skywalker ever. I never would have guessed that. I mean, at this one, I just assume everybody's been in Fortnite. I, I, I think so far for uh, Star Wars stuff, it's just been like whatever new has been coming out. Yeah. So like when Rise of Skywalker is coming out, you, okay. you had like Finn, okay. um, Fair Finn and uh, Kylo yeah. Ren and stuff like that. When Mandalorian was coming out, you had uh, the Mandalorian. I think Darth Vader's been in it. Um, so uh, tech, well, actually, yeah. no, that's Anakin. Never mind. I was going to say, technically, we've had a Skywalker, Spoilers. I guess. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Wow. Jeez, I'm sorry. Gosh. Sorry. Anakin Skywalker is is Darth Vader, everybody. God damn, dude. He had to ruin that for everybody. Jesus I apologize. Blessing, you make me sick to my stomach, and I can't be around you much longer. <laughs> if fair, I wanted something fair. more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? You would go, go toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great comment from Bander SN. Ray Skywalker's been in for years. <laughs> uh, out today, Dorymon Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom, PC, PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch, Against the Storm Early Access on PC, Lonesome Village, PC, all the Xboxes, and Nintendo Switch, Ark Ultimate Survivor Edition on Switch, uh, Plot of the Druid on PC, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga Galactic Edition is on all the Xboxes, all the PlayStation Switch, and PC, uh, and an NHL 23 celebrates the legacy of the Mighty Ducks for its 30th anniversary, bringing a variety of skates, jerseys, and more. The Mighty Ducks Fly Together update hits NHL 23 today. New dates for you. Uh, Dwarf Fortress's long-awaited Steam debut comes December 6th. Return to Monkey Island comes to PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series on November 8th and Game Pass. Bendy and the Dark Revival launches November 15th for PC, later for PlayStation and Xbox. And then the World Cup mode comes to FIFA 23 on November 9th. 
deals of the day we have some xbox game pass updates for you today you can get uh, the Legend of Tianding uh, and The Walking Dead New Frontier and The Walking Dead Michonne uh, on Xbox Game Pass. November 3rd, you can get Ghost Song. November 8th, you can get Football Manager 2023 and Return to Monkey Island. N- uh, November 10th, Vampire Survivors. Let's go. A game we've all been digging on our Steam Deck is outright, or uh, November 10th will be on Game Pass on Xbox. That's huge. And then November 15th, it is Pentiment and Somerville. Great month. Really good month for fantastic month. For is, I mean, for the best deal in gaming, it's never a bad month. Xbox. Yeah. Hey. Blessing. We ask the people who are watching live on Twitch.tv and YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games to go to Kind of Funny.com/slash You're Wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games later. Uh, now, biologist writes in and says the chip shortage is getting better, but it's not over yet. In a way, it's improving, but the efforts to prevent it from happening again are slow. Taiwan, the world's largest semiconductor manufacturer, is seeing more issues with mainland China as tensions arise. The U.S. is trying to open a massive chip factory in New York that won't be open for several years. Oftentimes, you know, I give uh, nanobiologists shit because nanobiologists loves to editorialize and do a bunch of shit. You're wrong. That's a great you're wrong, nanobiologist. That's the exact info I was looking for. Great job. He also, had some other bullshit in here. Uh, I Nano uh, for recently getting married. Oh yeah, congratulations! We've already congratulated him on oh, that. Did we? We no, I take back my congratulations. I definitely have mentioned him <laughs> getting married before. Oh, okay. Maybe right. it was that he was flying to his wedding, and that's why he couldn't you're wrong us on something. Maybe that's when I brought it okay. up. Okay, mm. right. you know what I mean? Well, there's an official congrats to y'all. Not from me. I, t- I take mine back, Nano. I apologize. All right. That, it's a congrats from me, Nano. Me specifically. Uh, OMGLX says the PlayStation 4 was sold at a loss on day one, a.k.a. Kebabs. You're wrong. And he, leaves, he links to a Daniel Ahmad tweet from February 13th, 2020. that said the PlayStation 4 was sold as a loss on day one. Its total build cost was $381, blah, 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 blah. They put, and that pushed the cost to $399 or whatever. There you go. And that's it. Okay. Well, nanobiologist says I never flew. I never flew to my wedding. You jerk. Well, then why were you on that plane that one time and you couldn't help us? Remember, I remember this distinctly. It was you came in the next day and like, oh, you guys missed this news story, and I was like, Nano, we talked about that yesterday. And you were like, oh, I was on a fucking plane. I was on a fucking plane. He went plane. to a con recently. Yeah, I don't think that was his Maybe wedding. you should fucking think about where he's going. Weeks ago. He, he just has got responsibilities married. as a watcher of Kind of Funny Games Daily and or a listener to be up to date with the news we talk about every week. You know? That was, that was a while ago. And you, I think you just got Nana married. Nana says you congratulated me on my engagement. Well, then what the fuck, man? You also, know what I mean? I, I congratulated you on planting the seed. Now I got to come around and say also congrats on the fucking tree. You, you mentioned yeah. that Nana wrote in and said, I never flew to my wedding. He actually wrote in and said, I never flied to my wedding. Wow. You, if you're going to call me the jerk, Nano? I need you to put your your, your wrongs. Go to, go to Google Docs, paste them there, look at the little red line, <laughs> and then right-click Drastically it. slow down how fast you're doing this I service right of Right-click it on the red line and then correct it and then put it in here. Everybody, you're congratulations wrong, to an antibiologist on getting married recently, all right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, who will we congratulate? Sometimes it gets me by surprise. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, who will we congratulate later in this week? Who knows? But you'll find out. Uh, tomorrow's hosts are Blessing and myself. Thursday, remember, no Kind of Funny Games Daily. We will be live, however, doing the God of War Ragnarok review. Spoiler free. Remember, it is a Gamescast. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, it'll be on Twitch, too. You can get it later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. It'll be up on podcast services as soon as we are done recording it. And then Friday, ladies and gentlemen, Tim and Blessing, close out your week. If you're watching live right now, that's not right, is it? Uh, but, you know, according to the calendar, I don't know if the calendar is wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, right now, on my end, it says Call of Duty. You Call of Duty yes. is next, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to play some Call of Duty and have a great time. Uh, if you missed that stream because you're not watching live, no big deal. You can catch it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games later. Uh, remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you know about. If you thought we did a good job today, head over to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Toss us a few bucks. You can get each and every episode of the show ad-free. You can get the Greg way I'm about to record alongside 37 other episodes of exclusive content we put up there. Uh, you can get the shirts, you can be a producer, you can do a whole bunch of stuff, but you can support the show just like you could for free if you use the kind of funny creator code on the Epic Game Store, uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox, wherever you're playing your Epic Games. Remember, of course, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games is where you can watch us record the show live. Of course, you can get it later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. 
podcast services around the world. You'd sit through the ads because you're not on Patreon, but you still have a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.